On tonight's show, we have acting coach and actress, Jonna Nagley. And now for your host, Cool Paul. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Kicking It With Cool Card show. Oh, what's going on my screen? I am your host, Cool Card. <laughs> this is episode 220. Thank you guys for tuning in. If this is your first time, I do invite you to subscribe so I can continue bringing you the great value that my guests bring to you on this show. Uh, I always say this, I cannot do it without you. I do this for you. I cannot do it without you. All right. And I mean that. I really, really mean that. All my wonderful guests that come on the show, I am so grateful for them. I cannot do it without them. They are the ones that provide you all the gems, all the value that I bring to you each and every week right here when we're kicking it, always kicking it with somebody cool. And tonight I am kicking it with actress and acting coach, Jonna Nagley, guys. She's world-renowned. Trust me when I tell you that she's world-renowned. When you hear the conversation, when you hear all the things, all the accolades that she has and all the great things that she's doing, all the wonderful projects she's been involved with, all the wonderful actors and actresses that she has mentored and coached throughout the years. I'm telling you, this is going to be a wealth of knowledge. If you are an actor, if you're an actress, if you're in the industry at all, you want to be here. You want to hear what she has to say. I'm telling you, it's a treasure. Guys, without further ado, I'm not going to talk much. Let's jump into this because I'm excited. Let's go, guys. Let's get it. Jana, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, I had to have you. When I saw everything that you're involved in, all the wonderful stuff that you're doing, I said, I got I got to have you. I reached out to you awesome. by DM, didn't I? Did, or yeah. Did somebody? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm yeah. so happy that you said yes. Of course. I'm of so course. happy that you said yes. I know it's going to be a great conversation. You're going to drop a lot of nuggets. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited. I really am. Nice. Yes. Um, but before I start, you know, I always have to pray. Are you okay with that? Absolutely. 100%. Okay. Let's let's go ahead and do that and then we're going to dive in. All right, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for this platform. We thank you for Jana just uh lending us her time, Heavenly Father Jesus, her expertise. Her, her, her love for what she does, the passion, her dreams, her desires, her goals. We pray for her, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, that she can keep flourishing, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, in her field of business, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and just everything that she's putting out into the world, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, all the philanthropy work that she does, all the nonprofit work that she does, Lord Jesus, we just pray and ask you continue to pour into her so she can pour into others. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for just life, health, good health, happiness, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, our faith in you and just all that you do for us, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for the little things, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and we just give you all the victory, all the glory, all the love, all the praise. We pray and ask that you carry this conversation. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate yes. that. <laughs> yes, indeed. Always, man. It feels good. 
Ah, welcome to the show. Finally, Thank you. Right? Thank you. Finally. We've been talking for like over what, a month and a half or something like for that? For sure. For sure. I've been looking forward to it. I had it yeah. on my calendar and was like, okay, okay. In a couple days, couple days. I've been looking yeah. forward. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate how responsive you are too. I mean, as soon as I email you, you're like, do, 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 right? Boom. Looking forward to it. Got it. You know what I'm saying? So I really, really appreciate that. So yeah. I like to humanize the conversation like I'd like to tell everybody. All right, so we're going to celebrate you as an acting coach, as an actress, but we also want to know Jana, right? We want to know who you are, um, where you come from, so we can understand how you got to where you are right now, doing the things that you're doing, and where you're going. So I understand you're from Lebanon, Lebanon Tennessee, is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yep, born right. and raised Lebanon, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, you know, I know you didn't start out acting, uh, you told me you had some hoop dreams back in the day. You played for a while. You, you still do your thing, right? Let, let's talk about you. Like, where did where did it all start? Yeah, so um, like I said, I grew up in Lebanon, Lebanon, Tennessee, actually on a 200-acre farm. So what a oh, lot of wow. people don't know about me is I'm actually a cowgirl. Okay, okay. <laughs> he raised cattle, um, uh, beef masters to be specific. So we wow. raised beef cows. And um, so, yeah, I grew up on a farm, you know, with um, uncles on each hill, my grandparents on a hill across from us. And we kind of all lived on this 200 acres of just ponds and cows and, wow. um, you know, great Pyrenees dogs that watch the cattle for us and chickens, all that good stuff. So I grew up, you know, pretty, pretty dirty, but also like a lot of work ethic was instilled yeah. in me at those early ages. Um, yeah. My grandparents were... Um, very known in Lebanon, Tennessee as uh, one of the first black um, couples, my grand my grandparents, um, Robert Crutchfield and Mamie Crutchfield that kind of like instilled pretty much all of my, my grit in me. Um, okay. They were one of the first black couples to own a construction company in Lebanon, Tennessee um, and was known, the Crutchfields were kind of known just to um, be very well respected because they worked really hard, earned it. They were up there um, when the Nashville airport started to kind of go into construction. So they were hired on and mm, okay. became like one of the first millionaire black families in, in our area. So um, yeah. I grew up around a lot of just hard work and earning it. So, yeah. yeah. And it shows <laughs> with all Thank that you're you. doing right now, your resume is <laughs> impeccable. Like, it, it, it really shows, you know, you're a product yeah. of that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. You can definitely, you can definitely tell people who've been a product of hard work, grit, and mm -hmm. they know how to get it out the mud. You know what I mean? Literally. For, <laughs> right? 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, from there, um, I did go, I went to um, Wilson Central High School. So I was uh, even then one of very um, few of the black kids in in this high school so i kind of like grew up in a very um in a very culturally like i didn't have access to a whole bunch of um you know just our our culture in in right. that in that school that kind of school school um upbringing but i did learn a lot of like how to communicate and how to um, adapt and how to um, conversate and protect myself and emotionally as well too. Um, yeah. and that was a lot. I, I had to, I had to deal with a lot of that and, and not really understanding why I couldn't really go 
to a lot of people's houses and, mm-hmm. um, you know, show up to everybody's party and drive alone um, right. in my area. So it wasn't, it wasn't always the safest, um, but I did learn a lot of like self-protection, how to really like read if people have good intentions for you at really mm-hmm. early ages, especially like going through my high school years um, and um, growing up in Lebanon. So there's that, that part too. Um, yeah. And then I, I went I, on to college. Oh, go ahead. I, I want to say this though, you know, sure. all that you're saying, I wish that more of the youth now could have some of those adverse challenges, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, not, not yeah. the racial tension and all that type of stuff, but just adverse challenges, nothing that's going to harm you, but just put you through something and make you understand yep. that life is not easy yep. and, and, and how to, yep. you know, it teaches you how to overcome. Like you said, you had well, to internalize yeah. a lot of that stuff and figure things out for yourself mm-hmm. and yeah. overcome it. And it forces you to, you know, kind of grow up mm-hmm. and learn type mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, things that, that only adults should be dealing with, honestly. Yeah, you know, but yeah. some of these kids nowadays they 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 need some of that mm-hmm. because man, mm-hmm. we've got I completely agree. out here yeah. lost and entitled. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. man, it really molded you into a well-rounded, sure. diverse person who can pretty much. I'm pretty sure you can move amongst many. You know, you go to any country yeah. or any type of group, uh, a group of people, mm-hmm. religious, political, whatever it may be. Yeah. You can adapt. You can move around because yeah. you you've had that struggle. Yeah, it's so important, and that's actually what in, inspired a lot of my mentoring and like my philanthropy work and work overseas, working with organizations in other countries. Is just one, it's an experience, but also like to be able to absorb and learn other, you know, um, habits and other cultures and other yeah. traditions, and not like always come from this. Um, more of like judge judgmental perspective or like, mm-hmm. well, that ain't the way we we've done it. Um, but, <laughs> right. but, to, but to be open, to be open and just kind of figure out like what's, what's going to serve me and what's not going to serve me. And that's really been a big, um, a big protecting factor in just how I surround myself with people who are, you know, good, good for me, good for me to be around. Everybody's not for you. Exactly. So, um, I teach that a lot, especially with the youth, um, in my acting classes, I have opportunity to teach my teenager students, mm-hmm. just a lot of these kind of life lessons as well, even though we're there for acting. Um, it's just been great conversations that my, my teen students have, you know, found comfort in knowing that we have a really cool, safe space, but coach Jay has been through some stuff. So, you know, let's talk yeah. about it. She's going to open it up for you know, a, you know, a safe discussion. So that's been really nice as well, too. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. I love anytime, anytime I hear someone talk about, you know, uh, using a platform that will engage with the youth yeah. in a different kind of realm, right? But they also mm-hmm. use it to mentor them because you gain their trust. And mm-hmm. now you can have transparent conversations with them and they'll open up to right. you. And, you know, sometimes they don't have others to talk to. Sometimes they don't feel comfortable right. talking to their parents and they don't even have good friends that they can talk to. They need somebody to talk to. So you're that safe space, you know, and then you have something yeah. in common. You're teaching them acting. They have the love for acting, mm-hmm. but you can also pour into them. Like it, for me, I always say that's doing God's work. You know, it really it. is. I love you know it. I mean? so, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. Now, let me ask you this. So. When I hear someone coming from, you know, you had a good upbringing, right? You had, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, for sure. It wasn't hard times financially, nothing like that. But just dealing with the things that you were dealing with in your community, you know, the racial tension and trying to yeah. figure out how to, you know, become you, become you mm-hmm. within that, right? Yeah. Did did that make you kind of, uh, how can I say this? Because you know how people will like, they'll like have like a colorful mind or they'll start daydreaming or they become creative because they want to escape, mm-hmm. right? Did that have any effect on you, of, you know, and how you became an actress? And It wasn't necessarily an escape for me. It's just, I had, I had really important people like i said my grandparents were super hard working and influential in my life my parents were hard working as well and you know they had me young so it's like also being at a young age i i just it clicked with me and understood that it was tough it was tough for them um they they was figuring out you know the day-to-day as well just as young adults so it was more about you know making making people around me proud like i always had some somebody to prove that i um you know taking care of me wasn't is not in vain you know like even though it wasn't it wasn't something that was spoke out loud like for my grandmother to tell me um when i was in when i had finally went off to college um at 18 and um like the summer of, I didn't even take a break. I just went straight from high school to college that summer. <laughs> so, oh, wow. <laughs> um, I remember her telling me like, oh, I envy you. Like, just keep at it, kid. And it was just like that literally, I had to look up the word, what's envy? And like, yeah. what does she mean by that? And when I found out, you know, she just was like, I'm just proud of you. Like, man, I just, yeah. you, you are you are inspiring me it's just was like man this is a huge accomplishment so i just i drive that drives me even to this day like i just love making people who i know love me proud proud yeah and so it was definitely it that you know definitely my fuel yeah i'd love to hear it and and i'll say this again i'm going back to the youth i wish a lot of these kids would have some pride and be yeah. want to make somebody proud you know yeah. now it's a lot of lackadaisical mentalities and it's just sure. lack of effort and it's like you know what yeah. i'm just gonna do me and it is what it is it's like what about all the people that poured into you to get you to where yeah. you are right now don't you care about making them proud don't you care about yeah. going out into the world being a good representation of them yeah you know yeah. that's how i think about it but i know yeah. you know i'm but i'm saying this as a grown man as well you know a child yeah. you know got a lot to learn but sure yeah I don't know. I think it was different though because when I grew up, I, I thought like you, mm-hmm. you know, the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just, a, yeah. it's just a different generation, it's a different world. It's it more is. Distractions it's a, it's now. a different world. Yeah. More distractions, more influence. You're exposed to more, but not the right things. Very true. Very <laughs> you know true. And that's why I really, I really appreciate the acting space. Um, just being a place where teens, their, their phones are not allowed, tablets aren't allowed. Like you're mm-hmm. going to take notes, you're going to use pencil and paper. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like even if it's just for this two hours out the week coach <laughs> jay don't allow no phone in the classroom and i tell parents do not allow them even if they're driving they are not allowed to bring their phone in the classroom or it has to turn off yeah if you need anything from them you need to check in on them text me please but it's like that's that's how serious it is it's just like you know, I have nothing against technology. We love technology. Yeah, We're sure. able to connect through technology yes. right now. But it's like sometimes you just kind of need to power down and just like connect human to human and like yeah. see see body language and Absolutely. you know 
that's just not there's Absolutely. not a lot of opportunity for that in today's world yeah so it's a lot i recognize that and definitely encourage it yeah definitely and with acting i mean it's a lot to miss you know mm -hmm. it's the little intricacies and all that that matter yeah that matter right and you, you, you miss so much just glancing down at a text message gone mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. you broke broken mm -hmm. character whatever you know you yeah can't, you can't fully engage you can't fully lock in yeah or moment. get or be reliant on being able to look and grab your lines but you're on the phone and then you you know just have to check instagram really quick or you just have this message and then before you know it, it's 30 minutes later and i'm just still looking at you like you done did you get that line <laughs> right <laughs> right oh man right right so okay so you go off to college so when do you dive into acting when do you yeah. start realizing like okay i, I want to act and you really know, like it, it really wasn't, it really wasn't to the back end. By the way, I'm still in school. Um, I, I completed for psychology 2007, but I okay. went back to school. So now I'm working towards a doctorate in philosophy and film media, even though I already do film, okay. but um, with a minor in anthropology, just because I'm a life learner. I told a student earlier today, I'm going to forever be in school for something. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I just love learning and filling in the, the gaps. Yeah. But um, so actually when I originally was in school I minored in musical theater okay. and that's when I really like started loving um, you know theater the the whole process of you know community and learning learning script and um, taking the time to like you know build relationships and then act something out in front of a live audience so that happened like the back end of 2006 2007 um, but what really like started my film and commercial love was there was a um, competition. This was during um, America's Next Top Model when all of that was like all new. Tyra Banks was yeah. doing her seasons of America's Next Top Model. And I would actually watch that with my grandmother. Okay. And she ended up um, um, having cancer. Um, it was a bone marrow cancer. Um, at in 2000, it was it started around 2006. She was in and out of, um, you know, going through that whole process. So I actually moved back home to take care of her um, while everybody still ran the company. But I was the one that obviously growing up around it, I knew the secretary kind of work. Like I could run the office, yeah. write the checks, I could do work QuickBooks, you know. Okay. So I was a quick learner. So I took care of her at the same time. So we would watch America's Next Top Model. That'd be our thing. I'd fix her her bowl of Frosted Flakes because that's all she wanted to eat. <laughs> I'd fix her bowl of Frosted Flakes with a little scoop of sugar. And we'd sit down and we'd watch America's Next Top Model. And so during that, that like I guess the second season of America's Next, uh, Next Top Model, they ended up having auditions for um, Tennessee's Top Model. So Mm -hmm. that whole franchise like separated into states okay. so they had Tennessee's top model and I saw a flyer actually for it at a at the bank um when I went to go like deposit the checks for everybody all the all the workers of my parent of my grandparents construction company mm -hmm. and so um I saw the flyer and I took it to my grandma just to show her like oh my gosh isn't this crazy like they broke it up they're doing like states now and she said you should try out for that she called me Lita Lou so my, my, my um, middle name is Carlita. So she called okay. me Lita Lou because Lou is her middle name. Okay. So she said, Lita Lou, you should try out for it. I said, Grandma, I ain't got no training. I got no <laughs> no runway modeling training. I don't even have pictures. She said, you should still try out for it. 
So I had my aunt at the time take some pictures of me out on the farm and I did my best to pose the best I could to enter into the competition. I got I got in um, to the competition. They ended mm -hmm. up hosting the the first round um, at a state fair, and so um, in Cookville. And so I tried out. I made it to the top ten with what I had. But let me tell you, I was the underdog in so many different ways. And I told my grandma, I'm going to try out just for you. But mm -hmm. I'm just letting you know, these girls are, they're like, they're like Tennessee, they're like mo top models, not Tennessee, but America top models. Yeah. I'm, the, the requirement was height wise, you had to be five foot nine or taller with no heels. I'm five foot five on a good day. And mm -hmm. then you had to be under the age of 21. At that time, I was 22. And then another requirement, you can have children. I don't know. I mean, that's not something I guess they care about too much these days. But then they were like, you can have children. I had a son by then, okay. my oldest son. And so I still applied. I still I said, my grandmama said I need to try out. I'm still going to try out anyway. And nobody ever checked my driver's license for my age. And nobody ever checked my height. And I wore some wedges. Oh, nobody ever wow. checked that stuff. So I ended up making it the top 10. So the big competition out of the top 10 in that area mm -hmm. had about 70 girls from all over Tennessee. This was just in that area. I had about 70 girls that they selected from all these different kind of counties. And long story short, I did the whole competition. It was like a three-day process. Mm -hmm. They filmed it, televised it, and I won. So I won Tennessee's top model. 2008 was titled that. Crazy. Um, so I, and, you know, and I, all I did was I just, I, with my grandma, I just sit there and I Googled, I watch America's Next Top Model, but I Googled Victoria's Secret fashion shows and just studied the fashion models walk the runway, like how they held their hands, yeah. how they walked, how they, you know, just kind of how they shaped their body. And I just did the best I could and I ended up winning. So within that winning to get to the whole question that you asked was how did acting start for you really <laughs> was part of that winning was free acting classes for film hmm. and also i won a contract with um wilhelmina dan agency for oh, the okay. year yeah so i because i won that the free acting classes was included and that's when i fell in love with film so when i moved to atlanta um 2009 um, that's when I entered into Alliance Theater School of Performing Arts at the okay. Woodruff downtown Atlanta, and that's when I got into film. Is that, was that so, uh, Alliance? Is that Kenny Leo? Alliance Theater, uh, Alliance Theater, the big, yeah. the big, yeah. Yeah, Did, didn't um, Kenny Leon run that? Kenny Leon? Uh, I don't know, but I, I I trained with Sharon Foote. I don't know about. I don't know. I don't know if that was who Kenny. ran it. Kenny Alliance Theater. I'm about to look at that. Yeah, Kenny Leon. I think he ran that theater. I think, or it may have been, okay. it may have been another one. But he was a, he's a director. He's done some nice. things. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, that's how that's how it all happened. So I started training with um, Sharon Foot for film and commercial. I did the whole two year program, okay. and she introduced um, a book called The Power of the Actor, which is like coin the actor's bible and um, for actors, and so that's written by Ivana Chubbuck. And yep. she was teaching from the book, and I was like, I've gotta like figure out where I can find some, some more classes that just like focus on Chubbuck, and there wasn't any in Atlanta at the time, or any that was like just a standalone, like actual Chubbuck school. 
And so I researched in Hollywood and found out Ivana Chubbuck was still alive. So it's like, you think sure. of like Stella Adler and, and yeah. Meisner and Uta Hagen and all these guys, you know, Stanislavski. And, yeah. you know, they're all like, you know, historical, but right. Ivana Chubbuck was still living. So I was able to actually um, go and, and um, train as a, as a coach. I was coaching. I think I had, at that time, I ended up coaching at a um, smaller school in Buford, like a smaller acting school in Buford for a while. Actually made pretty, you know, a pretty nice name for myself as head coach of that school. Okay. Um, and so when I reached out to Chubbick Studios in L.A., my intention was just to like do a workshop because I know it was really hard to get into those classes. And so when I sent my resume and was like, hey, I'm head coach of this school and I'm going to be there for about two weeks. I'd really just like to if I could just even sit in the classes, that'd be awesome. And then Ivana Chubbick sent me an email and was like, wow. would you be interested in training as a coach? You know, we looked over all your credentials and everything and you're a premier acting coach in Atlanta. And I was like, moi. <laughs> honestly, I thought it was a scam. I thought it was a scam. I, I literally, I kid you not, I can remember visually saying, I can just easily delete this and not be trapped into a scam because I feel like this is a scam. This, like, why would Ivana Chubbick be emailing me? But no, it was really Ivana Chubbick and the wow. rest is history. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. That's great. So how long did you, how long did you coach out there with her? Um, so I actually had to go through her program. I stayed for about four months, okay. about four months total, and train in her coaches uh, her coaches program. So I did have to go pack up everything. I had to stay way longer than two weeks, okay. um, and train with her. I had to sit in all of the classes with all of her other coaches. I actually had to train as an actress, but then she trained me for the rest of the months after that as a coach, coaching the actors. Um, and so I was trained on not just coaching actors, but also like writers and directors, which I do as well. And I have okay. casting director students as well. So Man. it's a, it's an interchangeable technique. And the skill okay. is to be able to help these other industry pros, like see it from a different eye, kind of using some of her tools um, yeah. with the Chubb technique. So I have students that are not just actors too. Okay. So can you kind of give us some insight on what this technique entails like yeah. I, i'm pretty i'm pretty i'm pretty knowledgeable on like meisner i act yeah by the way i act as well right yeah so i'm yeah. pretty i've taken meisner like four sessions with um you probably know him you uh god what's i'll know the name probably yeah um rob mellow oh yeah rob mellow you know yeah. rob mellow yeah, yeah everybody knows rob yeah. mellow so i've taken his four <laughs> His four stage classes, or whatever. Done nice. That. And I studied in, in uh, I'm a theater minor, so I've studied Stanislavski, Uda, all that, right? So, awesome. But I've never heard of Chubbuck. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. never, Chubbuck, I've never heard know, of it. So Chubbuck, I need to know. Um, yeah. Chubbuck technique is a, is a lot of what you already know, honestly. Like everything is rooted with Stanislavski method. Like okay. everything truthful acting comes Stanislavski. So you're going to find a lot of like, all the techniques that you just spoke of, like Uta Hagen in the circumstances, you're going to find a lot of Meisner in like doings and okay. um, place in fourth wall. You're going to find um checkoff in, in tool eight of the Chubbuck. So it's like, honestly, like a lot of the techniques, they all talk about the same, the same concepts of like just keeping it truthful, but also like 
being authentic with being with remaining human in the art of performing. So the thing with Ivana Chubbuck, it's like it's 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 more than just being truthful. Like truthful acting is is great, but like dynamic, cathartic acting where you're like captivating and empowering people because of what you're doing and because of your truth, mm. that makes it like a whole nother level. So we're we're with the Chubbuck, it breaks it down into kind of like practical tools that just literally remind you to remain human and like use all of your human stuff. Um, her her background is in, in psychology, but also in cultural anthropology. So like a lot of what she really centers the technique around is like human beings have primal needs. And as long as we remember that no matter where you are on the planet, we all kind of go through the same primal stuff, like breakups, being stabbed in the back, like feeling like we have estranged from people that we had strong bonds with, but like how you actually authentically respond and react because of those things happening is where you can't be duplicated as mm -hmm. an individual. So it's like, you're not acting. We don't want to see you acting and ma making assumptions on how you think this character should be portrayed. Like, be yourself. Like, how would you function in this situation? And then if you can actually personalize it because you have actually been there and actually experienced that. Like, a lot of, a lot of plugging that real truth in because you've actually been there, it allows for you to have like a second chance with it. So a lot of what we do in Chubbuck is we find like, if you can find a real personalized situation mm -hmm. and it didn't go so well in life and now you're like super like isolated or standoffish or you've been like traumatized or you carry, you still carry resentment and pain because of it, like let's put it in the work and let's win now. Let's like use it to overcome, even though we're still using it for acting and it is acting at the end of the day. But it's like, if you can redo a conversation that you had with someone that you loved or someone that you were really close with and in real life, it didn't go well and y'all estranged, but you want that relationship back. Let's take this opportunity to plug in all of your truth and all of that real personalized stuff and let's see if we can have a redo and actually fight to win the conversation this time. Fight to keep the relationship this time. And because I went through that and because I teach that now, I've like, it's, it's really affected my real life. Like when Ivana had me go through the coaching, the coaching program, I used my sister and situations that I really was going through my sister because I had estranged from my sister and didn't really know why, like my actual one biological sister I grew yeah. up with tons of cousins and i was the oldest of all the cousins but my sister is my sister and we estranged and i put her in my inner work and it just was so odd to me that it came up and i felt guilty like that we just didn't talk and that we parted ways and it's like i just always kind of swept under the rug the fact that we just had different interests but in reality like i miss my sister and i just like want check-ins every now and then i want to know like did i do something wrong and right. what that what that allowed me to do was like fight for that openness and that rekindling of relationship in my work that I ended up calling my sister after like three or four years of really not talking at all. Like it like a text message here and there. 
And I ended up calling my sister. I was like, what? Like, why are we distant? And so putting in my work, like it, it gave me some courage to actually like, I felt good winning in the scene. Then I was like, I want this good feeling to be like real. Yeah. So I called my sister and like every day we text still now to this day, that was since 2017, just to check in. And she was like, when you left to go to college, like it was like my mom leaving. Like you helped me tie my shoes. You taught me the ABCs. Like you fixed me apples and bologna sandwiches. And like when you booked it to college, it's like you just left me. And it was like you abandoned me. And so that hurt. And I was like, dang, I didn't know. Like, why you didn't say nothing? Like, that's right. what it was. I thought it was something that was just like petty or something, but that's like, that's real. Yeah. And um, so, you know, and I've seen it, I've seen it, you know, change people, like help people really truthfully, like in a healthy way, like try to fight for something that they thought that was never reconciled, you know, um, able to reconciliate with, with certain individuals or fix or have resolution and, closure on certain things that they actually do get in real life so it's a pretty powerful technique <laughs> oh my god you see me over here i'm like locked in i'm like it's all in and i'm because it's like i'm hearing everything you're saying it's, it's like um you know i think like for me like meisner was like one of the hardest techniques for me not not hard for me to grasp, but it was, you know, it's cerebral. So, it, man, I came sure. out of that class exhausted every time, like mentally yeah. burned out, right? But this is another level. Mm -hmm. This is, oh my God, this is almost like therapy. It's like, psych sure. like you said, psychology, right? Sure. It's yeah, really absolutely. like going to a therapist mm -hmm. and talking through your issues mm -hmm. so that you can overcome them and figure out the root and then go and rectify it. Like this exactly. is a whole... It really oh is. And, and the beautiful thing is like people, when they put their work in and class is always like, what happens in Chubbuck stays in Chubbuck. So like a lot of our conversations stay very private and everybody has been respecting that like 100%. But the it's thing therapy. of it is, is like, you don't realize how many of your classmates have that me too. Like, it's a lot of like, man, like you are so like, thank you for speaking up about that. Cause I thought I was yeah. the only one that was dealing with this or dealing with that, or I'm the only one that's like gone through that and feel this way and feel like, you know, I'm distanced now, or, you know, I'm lost now in this area. And, and that alone will, it, that alone empowers you. And it that, does empower that pulls you. you through. It sure does. And students of mine, like they build real true bonds and they end up, and they end up staying friends for like, you know, a pretty long time after that. And yeah. um, even whether they're in class or not, or they take breaks or whatever, they're still in contact with each other. And, you right. know, I'll see them on their stories, like hanging out and they'll tag me, hey, catch, <laughs> you know, it's like, look yeah. at y'all, best friends. <laughs> so it's like, oh. it's been beautiful. It's been beautiful. Absolutely. I, my, 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 uh, listen, man, my <laughs> mind's mind blown. Like, awesome. I'm going to, I got to get that book. That's yeah, the power start. of the actor. I can, I, I've got a beat up version right here. I was just teaching from it today, but here's here's the book, the yeah. power of the actor. I've got my I'm, tape and stuff all on it. I'm definitely gonna. <laughs> that's gonna be my next. Purchase. I bought a time this one like twice for me, but yeah, that's my next purchase. So now that you've blown my mind and you've dropped <laughs> all that information, my God, I want to play 
I want to play the video of you on Insider breaking sure. down crying scenes. Oh my God, you're so good. Shana, you're so good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to see how good this, this woman really is. Like, man, yes. Thank you for coming on the show for real. You got Thank it. You. But let's check out Jana in her element, breaking down crying scenes. We're going to learn something here. Check it out, guys. Mm. <laughs> I love it. I love how you break it down to a science. And you know what, what I just thought about? It's like, you know, you're watching a film, not, probably not you, because this is what you do, but you mm -hmm. know, for the general public, you watch a film and the performance is just not impactful or the acting is just not good, but you don't know why. But you're, you can break it down to a science on why, like it can, it, it can allow us to understand like why that wasn't impactful, why it didn't move me, why I didn't feel those emotions that they tried to display, right? It's, right. man, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. And it really is psychology. Mm -hmm. It really, oh man, I got to get that book. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing, John. It really is. Wow. You you are yeah. oh, you're phenomenal what you do. You really are. I appreciate that. Yeah, well, you, I you are. I said earlier, you know, I'm in school um still, but like, you know, body language has been something that I've always um been fascinated by. So, I I read tons of like body language books and behavioral science books before I re-enrolled um, at ASU where I'm at now going for my doctorate in epistemology, which is the science of the mind. Okay. And so um, I became a certified life coach because through that program, they had a lot of, of understanding body language, like how to read clients when they're engaged, how to you know, converse and be a conversationalist and more of a um, deep listener versus mm -hmm. like trying to give advice. And I thought that was like, really intriguing from then. And I think that was 20, 2016 when I did that course. And so um, I just, I really have always had this fascination for, you know, being able to understand body language and to use it effectively, not just for yourself, but like to help people around you that you love, like be able to network better. Um, yeah. I teach a lot of, a lot of that and, and how to interview good and, to be intentional with conversations that may be difficult, like whether it's family or at work or in the industry. So, um, you know, it all, it all meshes in with, with more than just acting on set, but like acting as a career overall and like yeah. branding of yourself and how you carry yourself and how you're aware of your own essence. And so all of that stuff is super impactful to, you know, a successful career in acting. Maybe I could use some help with um, with networking because <laughs> if, if, it, if it is an act, I guess I'm horrible at that because yeah. I'm all about just genuine conversation. If it feels forced, I'm not yeah. going to do it. That's, the really, that's really the way to do it, though. That's it truly is yeah. genuine. Genuine conversation is the best. Like networking is is it really is not as productive when you have like this goal to go and like get lots of opportunity out of it. If you yes. can set your mindset totally different and say, I'm going to go to learn and absorb and like whoever I can just like be in the presence of that's going to fill me with some sort of knowledge. Not that I'm, 
going to force it, like you said, right. but just like what a beautiful general conversation may transpire is going to be the long term um, best networking you know, outcomes that you can get. And, and a lot of times that just happens from just a nice casual conversation kind of turning into something, you know, more, more than that friendship wise. Yeah. yeah. Because people can feel when they're prey, when they're being preyed upon for an opportunity, you know, absolutely. So absolutely yeah, can smell it from far away. <laughs> yes. So I just find, so, you know, just being human, being talking about everyday things, not even the business, if you're in the business or whatever, you know, yeah. just something that you find a commonality and you have a good conversation and just be human, you know, and it just, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's Cause you, you find more interest with common everyday life stuff yes. and then the work it's just a bonus. Like the work right. stuff becomes a bonus, but like when you can mutually find real common interest and in just everyday life, like mm -hmm. you get to a different kind of core in a human being. Absolutely. And so when you, you learn to tap into that process, that's, that's the best networking. Yeah. Cause when you get to their core, then they're genuinely interested in mm -hmm. you and what you're doing. Yeah. Cause they're like, Hey, what, what, what do you do outside of what, you know, what exactly. we've been talking about or, you know, yeah so exactly that's how i like to move let's talk about <laughs> you over in africa so yeah <laughs> i mean goodness so you you teach students in africa i saw that yeah. you've gone over there you've had mm -hmm. what type of initiatives have you done over there and let's talk about your yeah. your students over there as well sure so when i visit um i've only been able to visit a crop in the flesh um, and, um, and that is, um, then I go up more towards the West, um, North side and Kumase. Okay. So I teach at a school, it's an international Christian school in Kumase. So it's more of a rural area. There's not like roads and things like that. Okay. So, um, when I go, I've taught a little bit of the technique, but because of the language, um, I had to learn Chui so I can speak Chui to, um, you know, communicate with them. A lot of the words don't really translate using the technique. So I mostly, you know, life coach and, um, and do like basic foundational acting classes, uh, mm -hmm. when I travel there. Um, but I also like sponsor and support some of the children, um, just making sure that they see through to their, their standard of university. So I go and, and, you know, I catch up with them and make sure they're doing okay. And, um, the school and, and, and everybody's good. So that's what I do in Kumase, but I also am an instructor. I'm a founding instructor for Osiri University, which is a global university. I teach the master's degree program. Um, and that no, no, actually... what don't you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What I, don't I, you do? Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I just be moving. I, you know, I just be moving, but, um, I, I, I linked up with um, a good friend of mine now, um, Osiri, who is, um, he is Nigerian. And um, so he, he was doing a lot of like um, NGO and organization work back and forth um, with international, international student affairs. Okay. And so him and I, um, you know, I, I did a lot of, a lot of really um, cool NGO programs for him, most of the students coming from Nigeria. Um, and so that program was done online through Zoom. 
And so, you know, he, he started the university um, and asked me to be a founding instructor. And so I created a really nice, I developed a very nice um, acting practicum and um, film division. And, uh, and it was approved. It was, you know, approved by the American um, Education Association. So um, people from all over the world can actually apply to this university and get a master's degree in about two years, a little over two years um, in film and acting. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's most of my students in Nigeria. Most of the attendees of that university and those organizations are all in Nigeria. And I do hope to be able to go in January. I've had a couple kids, so, um, I can't fly and I couldn't be overseas and getting, you know, all the, all the required shots that I needed, um, with child, but I'm done. I'm all the way done. I got four kids, so I'm done. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I got my little basketball team, but now I can travel and so this January, I do hope to be able to go to Nigeria um, okay. with um, with Osiri, and then later in the fall, I'll I'll make it back out to Ghana. And I'm trying to work my way down as I am the accredited instructor of the Chubbuck ne- Technique for all of Africa. Um, oh wow! Okay. Great to have on So um, I am the only coach that's accredited to teach it in Africa right now. Um, but I do hope to be able to move down south and make some networks here um, in my next upcoming travels to expand the teachings in South Africa as well. What is the interest level of wanting to be an actor out there? Is it? Is yeah. Nigeria, Nigeria is Nollywood. So, yeah, it's a okay. very big interest. It's a lot more, um, I would say, on the uh, cinematography side and like film production side of like post and more of the um, technology side of it all. But um, as far as acting goes, there is a market. There is a market. Um, they, you know, they have their Nollywood, like India has Bollywood and, yep. and we have our Hollywood. So, um, you know, it's just a matter of like up in those skills. So they have more opportunities to, to get cast in great projects. Okay. What does, tell me this, cause you said that it's not, it, it doesn't only end with actors. You go writers, cinematographers. Mm-hmm. What does that type of training look like? What? Is, yeah. What so I coach um, directors, like I said, casting directors, writers, and the way that I teach them, it's an infusion. It's you know, Chubbuck technique, but also um, their skill wise as to dig deeper, like for a writer specifically, like how to dig deeper into. Um, like the human characteristics. So less about all of the story, but when they, you know, end up working with me, it's like, how can we make this greater? How can we get it down to like lesser rewrites that are required for the actual writing? And so a lot of that just has to deal with detail. You know, it's um, sometimes there's just vague areas in the writing or too broad of conversation. So I help them like dive a little bit deeper into the details when it comes to directors it's just helping them be a better director for actors so seeing it from an actor's point of view um what they have to embody as the character but also like how to ask them specifically what they what they need from an actor and what i have found is that's actually eliminated a lot of tension between an actor and a director dynamic is when it when a director considers all that an actor has to equip themselves with skill wise. So, yeah. it, in my coaching them, I coach directors 
with actors and teach them how to like ask questions that are going to get like more well-rounded, um, effective results work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Them. Yeah, absolutely. Because it could definitely be a struggle because you get some directors like, mm -hmm. just give me what I'm asking for. But what yeah. are you asking for? You're not explaining yeah. it. And it's like, the whole ego thing is like, no, just give me what you're, you know, mm -hmm. that type of thing. And oh. even with my casting director students, so I've, I coach casting directors as well. It's like they, they are able to have other options in the casting process. So they may ask deeper questions. They may interview with an intention of asking about the character and like why they made those choices. Mm. And, and then they can give them based off of my coaching and teaching them either the technique or, um, you know, other kind of tactics and mechanics to it all. Um, they can be more specific with, well, can we get this out of you and actually challenge the actors a little differently in the casting call. So that's how I coach casting directors. Okay, so it kind of helps them kind of get into the mind of the actor and understand how mm -hmm. they, how they, how the actor I guess prepares feels. Yeah, and that's so important because casting directors know the directors, so the more that they know the personality of the director, they can know certain you know they can have they have now equipped they're equipped with certain tactics that can get certain things out of the actor that they know that that particular director is going to need. And so it'll help the casting director also choose the best actor personality wise also. And can they handle it? Um, or are they going to like kind of crumble or are they going right. to kind of throw a fit about it? Can they actually interchange their work that they came in pretty proud to present? And then they're getting changed and flipped all around. Like, can they really handle that? Because, you know, this particular director may not like if they threw a tantrum or a fit or can't have the flexibility and adjust yeah so okay yeah that's that i've never heard of someone coaching you know teaching a technique to mm -hmm. the, the cinematographers the directors like that yeah that's a first for me wow that's amazing <laughs> that is amazing let's talk about artistic heights academy is that mm -hmm. so you got coached by jana see that yes and artistic heights mm -hmm. tell me tell me yeah the difference there is Coach by Jana Inc. focuses on the accredited studies of the Chebec Technique. Okay. Um, and also on that website, you're going to find my books. I have four books that I have um, created. And then Artistic Heights Academy is more foundational general acting as well. So it's like improv and private general coaching on like auditions and um, scene study, but non-technique scene study. So just like reading copy learning how to mark copy more the fundamentals in the business of acting okay let's talk about some actors now so okay. we want some tips <laughs> right <laughs> tips or so okay so what's like the number one thing that you see that holds actors back from living in their truth or really connecting with their inner being or i don't know mm-hmm What's some of the what what would hold them back and being yeah. able to connect? I would say entitlement. Mm. Um, I, that's just a, just straight up with actors who feel entitled um, to already being in position of being a well known or household name. Mm. So unfortunately, okay. it takes time and patience and you have to grow and you have to develop the craft 
And so I think the most, the most I see actors who like really kind of sabotage that for themselves is them thinking that because they have this beautiful look, you know, or they, they work on the exterior, but they don't work on the skill and the fundamentals that takes to like withstand a six month time on set and this and the stamina that you actually need to deal with people um and um the flexibility that you need that's required that you're going to learn in acting classes or dealing with um, acting communities and you know partnering up and auditioning so i'd say that that's probably the biggest the biggest issue um when an actor like struggles okay now what would you say okay i saw in your i read in your bio that you mm -hmm. like to teach your students how to keep it simple to mm -hmm. you what does that mean keeping it simple mm -hmm. um just practical like you don't 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 try to you don't want to be too heady like with choices you don't want to get too um overwhelmed with trying to be perfect okay. um or trying to give casting what you think that they're looking for. Like, keep it simple, keep it practical, think grounded wise and what does grounded even look like? Like, just keep it real, as truthful and real to how you function and navigate yeah. as as you can. And, and that keeps you from like overanalyzing, overthinking, wanting to do it, if it's a self tape, a thousand times to get it the exact way that you think that they wanna see it because you have honestly no idea what they're actually looking for. So just keep it simple and don't be too hard on yourself. Like give yourself grace. Acting is meant to be, this profession is like the only profession where you can be like a thousand different things in a year, you right. know? And like, you have fun with it. It is entertainment. So I say keep it simple, meaning like, um, you know, just don't overwhelm yourself with trying to be too perfect. Okay. What about, so what about this now? I got a question because we, we're keeping it simple, but then yeah. you hear them say, well, show us something different that the other mm -hmm. 100 actors that just came in this room, you know? So yeah. it's a fine line, right? You, you got to keep mm -hmm. it simple, but then you got to make different choices that they haven't sure. seen, show them something different. Sure. So yeah. do you have any advice to the actor for that? Because sometimes yeah, that do. could play, play with your mind, you know what I mean? Yeah, you start I think second guessing. I think you can totally keep it simple too. And that comes with skill. The more you practice it. And again, this is something that we train in my acting classes is you just interchange very subtle things. So the, the key thing that, that I always have as a go-to, and it is one of the, the tools of the Chubbuck technique. Um, but for anyone who doesn't even train in the technique, as long as you know what you're, what you're, what you want in the scene, like ask yourself, what do I want? And what do I want from this other person if there's another person involved? So as long as you can answer that question, you can fight to get that, then that's it, right? So when you're asked, like, can you give us a different choice? So say, for example, what you want is for this person to like, just respect you. Like, I just want respect right now in this moment. Like I've been doing what I need to do and it's been you know it's been pretty tough but like i've not been complaining just respect the fact that i'm still here so they say okay that's great so can you give us um give us another give us another um option give us something different so you just change that instead of like to get you to respect me it's like 
to get you to apologize. I mean, it's still in the same category, but like right now that's going to change your demeanor. That's going to change your tone because now you're seeking an apology. You're not trying to demand respect and it's very subtle, but it's going to be like so big of a difference because you're fighting for something totally different. Like I'm going to, I need you to apologize. Like you apologizing is going to make what me and you have as far as a relationship moving forward, like possible. If you can just apologize so we can move forward, because I need that. I really need an apology. I need you to feel like you were wrong and yeah. I'm right. Like, so we can move on. Do you see how different like that conversation is yeah. versus like, you better respect the fact that I'm still here <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to need that respect from you. Okay. <laughs> so, and, and so, but you're doing the dialogue. So you have this tone adjustment, subtle, you have the body language adjustment and your demeanor, you know, and so all of those subtle changes are still gonna be very big and different in what they've asked you to do, but it's not like taking a big giant risk and say, okay, I'm gonna play it mad now. Right. Like mad is so many, everybody's mad isn't the same. And if yeah. you instantly change it to like, I'm gonna play it angry, you're just focusing on the emotion and all you're gonna be doing is emoting and it's not gonna really like be impactful. Yeah. Yes, yeah, no more. It's just what like now. now you're just yelling. Now you yeah. just like now you're just mad. <laughs> so ocean and you've lost the want. You don't need yeah, anything. You have yeah. intention. You have intention that you're you're driving to fight for something and that needs to be resolved by the end of this conversation. Mm. All good nuggets. Very good nuggets. <laughs> I got a question for you though. So sure. when you're so you teach a lot of students, right? Yeah. But when you're called upon to and we're not gonna name any names, when you're called upon to coach a celebrity. <laughs> Mm-hmm. is your approach different how is that session like are those sessions different like no everybody is treated with equal love from coach jay so here's the thing it's like most of my celebrities believe it or not like my reality tv star or pro athletes like they have way less knowledge than any person that has been acting um, and just hasn't had like their big shot yet. So just okay. because their celebrity status doesn't mean that their skills are any better. Okay. Um, and gotcha. so, and I, and I've worked with, with actors who are celebrity because they're actors, but they get, they get the same coach J like, we're just going to get down to the nitty gritty on what's your next level. Everybody's next level is different. So I don't, I don't have like, um, special attention. A matter of fact, I don't even research who the person is. So when production sends mm-hmm. me someone, a director sends me someone, say, we really need you to work with them and just see if they can act. Like they have millions of followers and they come with an audience and we want them to play the lead, but we need to, we need them to act. So it's like, okay, but I, so I don't even look them up. I don't, I don't need to see um, what they've done in the past and really like their other work. The matter, I mean, the, the thing that I'm focused on is like, when we jump on, it's time to get busy. Like there's no, there is no, um, there's no playtime. We're not playing games. So, um, yeah. For, for the actor, cause you know, there's always an actor out there that's down on himself, low self-esteem, mm-hmm. they're not booking. They're like, man, is it me? I'm not doing well. I'm struggling with this. What are some of the struggles? Just a few. What are some of the mm-hmm. struggles that you've seen well-known celebrity actors have to overcome when you're coaching them? So that, cause it, it, it will kind of 
normalize things for somebody who's not there yet but they're struggling yeah they need to hear that even these celebrities have struggles they try to over yeah to overcome some things what are some of the things that you've witnessed for sure it's like you know you're on a show for multiple seasons and then the show ends and it's like it's like you know you're jobless again so and you and you have to still audition and fight for your next gig no matter your status, um, well, I'll say some some folks don't have to like Denzel ain't been audition, <laughs> but but, nothing. <laughs> but a lot of my students that have made it, you know, to to pretty high levels in their career, leads and such, um, they still like once it, it ends, they still have that battle and that struggle of like now on to the next like audition. Um, and some of my students go years in between without booking anything and they get pretty down about it. It's like, just because you've seen them and their show rerunning on the CW or, or whatever, they've not been working for three and four years, you know? Wow. So, um, you know, it, it, you think about some of the greats that's like, oh yeah, we, and we, we know the names of some of the mm -hmm. greats and we haven't seen them. If you really think about it, we know their yeah. name and anybody can say their name, but yep. where have they been in a couple yep. of years? So you have to realize too, they, they have life that's happening in between their, their downtimes. Um, they're not working every single year and they are still auditioning and competing with new up and coming actors that right you yeah. know are now the fresh the fresh faces and the younger versions of them you know so it's like it's never ending the industry so have you found um, that some of them are are in their head and they're they're blocking their way like because of you know they've had that heightened success and now it's over not mm -hmm. their career but the show's over and now they're they you know i guess it's kind of like Unless they've been auditioning while they were, say, doing like a sitcom or a series and they audition for movies, mm -hmm. you know. But if they've had a long time where it's been a lull and they really haven't been out there auditioning, mm -hmm. now they're yeah. kind of, you know. Yeah, no, it's they're human. They're human. And, and you go through you go through the discouraging stages and you just can't help that because, again, you're human. Yeah. So no one is exempt from, you know, having those depressing days, honestly, and having to, you know, seek help and that's okay like seeking some therapy through it um or life coaching through it or um i you know i come highly recommended a lot of times as a life coach not as an acting coach to mm -hmm. um individuals who like are in those phases and it's like they're ready to kind of give up on it all um mm -hmm. and so that's where i come in and i wear a whole different hat for that of course okay but um is a different set of skills but you know they're, they're not exempt nobody's exempt from feeling you know some depressing some depressing times when they're not right. working and you they don't feel worthy and they feel like they don't know well what am i doing wrong or am am i not competing and um you know that everybody doesn't have that that matthew mcconaughey where he talks about like being one step ahead of himself like he he, he is his own hero like it's hard. It's hard yeah. to have that kind of mindset and say he's only he's chasing himself. Like good for him. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> right. like a pretty strong mindset. But most people feel that they're like do they're missing something and they're seeking they're seeking answers. And yeah. so been there and it's and it's rough. So the you know, what I always 
just kind of share with everyone is like, just, just give yourself grace. It's easier said than done, but practice other habits that serve you. Like make sure you're surrounding yourself with great daily habits that's keeping you um, positive, positive self-talk, mental health, you know, conscious, self-check-ins, um, not absorbing negative talk from other people around you because that also right. can be very hindering. Other actors sometimes, unfortunately, if you're in a group and they're just kind of sob storing with each other and yeah. no one is, no one has got anything productive you have to separate yourself and it's easy to yeah. get kind of in those traps. Um, you have to separate yourself for some time and kind of go meditate on some things. I have an app. Um, I just released it um, about a month ago. It's called Actors Inner Circle. It's on Apple, the Apple Store, and also on Android. And I have created my own meditations for actors that I specifically design oh, for wow. actors who go through you know, they need a daily self check-in or they need to um, kind of like get over some discouraging days. They need some um, some love and kindness. They are stepping off of a... I mean, these are all different meditations that I've created and, and designed and I do them. I'm the voice of these meditations on the app. And um, like even for actors who have like been on a very... Um, a very demanding character set stepping off of a set that had a lot of emotional strain on them and need to kind of just come back to mm -hmm. and be grateful and practice gratitude and feel the feel feel the blessings in their life and the support and people around them and just kind of come back to mentally so i have meditations there and sometimes you know that's and that's just a quick easy you know 10 15 20 minute meditations yeah. that that are accessible but you can youtube things too but you know you just have to you have to find your daily practice to kind of keep yourself going yeah I it's find a tough that, industry it's not an easy industry oh, yeah know? it's very tough i find that you know keeping yourself busy and being creative too whatever that may look like for definitely if you know the person is like just yeah. keeping yourself creative keeping yourself busy that helps 100 percent begets work and you'll keep yourself out of the dumps because now you're preoccupied. And then when that exactly. lesson of a booking comes in, it's a distraction from what you had going on, right? It's a like, bonus. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, today, I mean, today's today's um, technology, it's so easy for you to create your own content, yep. you know, have, have you know, streaming streaming opportunities to do yeah. different things, skits, you know, yep. get get with some friends and create some good positive stuff um, and put it yep. out there and, you know, get involved with film festivals. Like there's so much to do in the industry. That's yeah. not just always about being in front of the camera. You can get behind the camera and do some right. things, too. And you can de I mean, especially if you have a name, you can definitely generate mm -hmm. another stream of income by just getting For creative sure. and putting it out there, you know? Yeah. So before we get out of here, I have some questions <laughs> for you. Um, maybe sure. you can answer. Maybe you can't. You know, maybe uh -oh. it's a conflict. I don't know. But I'm going to ask them anyway. And you say, hey, plead the fifth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first person that comes to mind when I ask you, just if you can say it, who for for Jana and, and, and you watching film and you being involved in it, who is the most consistent actor? Killian Murphy. Your, who? Killian Murphy. Okay. Who's the most I'll inconsistent? The the low what? 
the most inconsistent inconsistent a working actor now just as far as like performance like okay you were strong there but uh i don't uh, even want to say but okay okay (laughs) that's what i said some of these might be too risky for you because that's your business so i said if you don't want to answer don't answer (laughs) okay we'll keep it positive then how about that we'll keep it on the positive note right we'll keep it good (laughs) um who has uh had the best crying performance in your opinion Oh, um, crying performance. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot of good ones. Um, I'm going to say. <laughs> it's, it's hard to choose one. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to say Damson at some point in Snowfall. There was um, there was an episode that when he finally broke down, it was like you felt that because he stayed mm. so strong yes. episode after episode after episode waiting for a break. And yes. so, and I think it was a scene between him and Leon and he just was like, you just saw like, yeah. So I'm going to say Damson I in Snowfall. I think I finished that just a couple months ago so i, I know what you're oh, talking so about cool. i could rewatch it yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely it was so good so good all right so who um in your opinion who plays the best heartthrob best heartthrob <laughs> well i'm gonna have to take it back to a classic take it back uh josh hartnett okay josh hartnett in um pearl harbor um the first time i seen him was in the faculty with with mm. usher Mm-hmm. But I really loved his performance in Pearl Harbor. I thought he did a really good job. When we speak heartthrob, I don't see too much of like it's not more of an exterior thing. It's definitely like yeah. a heart, a heart like throbbing, oh, like oh my I, god, I get it. that was just no. That I definitely out. get it. We're not talking the Baywatch beauty guy. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, no. We're talking about yeah. We're talking yeah. Inner beauty. I- exactly exuding the yeah. We got you. Yeah. Um, who plays the best bad guy? Ooh, um, best bad guy. Tom Hardy. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say Tom Hardy. Again, in Pe- in Peaky Blinders, um, in Peaky Blinders, he played the was he Irish? I think he was Irish, but he was the gangster that um, just did did Killian Murphy's um, Tommy's character real bad. But yeah, I'm gonna say he was a bad guy. I wasn't expecting that from Tom. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. And who had I'll ask this. Who has had the best sex scene? <laughs> hmm. Well, I mean, you gotta go classic sex scene. It's gonna be Halle Berry and um and uh what uh Billy Billy, Billy, Bob, Billy Thornton Bob Thornton and yeah. Monster Ball. Yep, yeah, yeah. That's did the, that. what, that's etched they, in my they mind. They did that. <laughs> Yeah, that's etched in my mind. When I asked that, I saw that. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. All right. And who is the best kisser? Yes, kisser. Passionate kisser. Mm. And you can, like, just feel it through the screen. I don't know. That's a good one. Um, Issa Rae, Insecure. Okay, I gotta watch yeah. that. I have not yeah. watched that. I Easter started. Day. Ah, okay, it's a it's a very it's a very high um, sexual comedy, of course, but they did it so 
well, so tastefully. And um, yeah, I think all of it was pretty believable. <laughs> I'm definitely going to go watch that because I started it. I don't know why I stopped. Maybe my yeah. Hulu subscription It's got out. its moments, but it's really good overall. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. One last question, and it's okay. not any of this, but it's about you. So I do a self-analysis question for everybody before we get out okay. of here. What's one thing that you feel that you could be doing more of or better to get you to where you want to be? And I know it's always evolving for you because you're always learning and you do so much. But what's yeah. one thing that you feel that you could probably be doing more of or better? Yeah, I'm going to say expanding internationally, just outside okay. of the U.S. I definitely want to get to Europe and study um, the training programs there. And so okay. I can be a better coach when I can build like, what are, what are all these great secrets that I've not yet had access to? So yeah. I definitely want to expand more internationally, like physically and, um, absorb myself in different cultures, um, and bring all of that back to my, my coaching skills. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, what don't you do now? But <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah. I can't say it enough. You, you're like phenomenal, man. It's crazy. Awesome. Thank you. I Thank love you it. Very much. I love it. Yes. It's been a treat. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, let everybody know how they can connect with you if they want to train sure. with you or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at John of the coach. You can send me a DM, the DM. I am responsive. Um, you can follow me on Facebook at uh, Jonna Nakley. Um, I'm on all the social media platforms, but I use Instagram and Facebook primarily. Um, okay. But on my websites, coached by Jonna, J O N N A Inc.com is where you'll find all of my training. I have four books. I've got um, the mechanics that I just released, which is Career Mastery for Actors, and then three monologue books so far. And I'm working on my fourth one. Um, and then artistic heights, academy, uh, .com is where you'll find the other, um, trainings that I do as well for general and foundational acting classes. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, if you need Jana, you know how to get in contact with her now. Links are down below as well. So yeah. please tap in if you are an act <laughs> actress cinematographer, director, mm -hmm. writer, casting director, all of that. Tap <laughs> in. <laughs> But Jonna, I'm not going to hold you too much longer, man. It has been a pleasure. Oh, my Thank God. You. you are Thank a you. ray of light. Thank you so awesome. much. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I learned a lot. Like, yeah, this was great. This Perfect. I can't wait to share this with everybody. I really, really love the conversation. Yeah. Beautiful. I appreciate you having me. I really oh, enjoyed it. man. <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much. You dropped so much value. So many gems. I can't wait to share this with the world. Um, hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. You know where I'm at every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here. Kicking it with somebody cool like Jonna Nagley. <laughs> Thank you so much. Peace and love, guys. We are out. Oh, and I'm going to ride out to her acting reel because we talked about her acting vaguely. But she does do that. She's working. She's a working actor. She's working right now. So don't, don't, yeah. We're going to ride out to her acting reel. And until uh, next time, guys, peace and love. Thank you so much, Jana. Thank, Thank you. So you. I appreciate right. it. <laughs> Have a good night. We are out of here. See y'all later.